Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Nellie D. Today, we're talking about... Mermaids. Fishes of the deep. Is that what they're called? Uh, when you say mermaid, my mind paints a picture. But tell me, what is a mermaid? A uh, mermaid is an aquatic creature from folklore that has the upper body of a lady and the butt half of a fish. Is it real? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, everything is real in some sense that has been described. Right. I mean, who knows what's underwater? Probably aliens. So who's to say there's not mermaids under there? There fucking might be. I don't fucking know. I think the thing that makes mermaids unlikely is not that there are things we don't know about in the ocean, which is true. All of the things we find in the deepest parts of the ocean, when we're able to look, when we want to look, neither of which is often, are like blind cave danglers. Yeah. They do not match the morphology of what you see on land or commonly see in like shallow waters. Nightmare creepers. (laughs) That's what's under there. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, a human lady top is gonna get pruny. Like a long bath, their skin's just gonna dry all the hell out. The fish part, not worried about that, but I feel like just having the back half of a big sturgeon or something, truly unlikely. I think that if you pulled something out of the ocean that we had never seen before, even if you didn't know what it was, you could look at it and say, I don't know what it is, but it definitely looks like it came from the ocean. Yeah, you never pull something out of the ocean and you're like, well, I'm not, this could have also come from land. (laughs) Like you take something out of the deepest ocean and then it just fluffs up. It's fluffy and cute. <laughs> oh, here I am. Just pulling. Buster. I was just in my wet time. Yeah, pulling a kitten, a small gray kitten, little tiny yellow eyes, pulling it out from the deep. And as you pull it out, the surface tension of the water bends around it because it's entirely hydrophobic. And you pull <laughs> this dry kitten up and the water kind of relaxes behind it and resumes its its level. The kitten starts meowing. Is that it, right, and you could take it to any person on the street and say, where'd this come from? And they're like, I don't know, well, your house. Well, you know house? what I would do is I would smell it, and if it smelled like a bad vagina, I'd be like, you got this cat from the ocean. This cat smells like bad gynecologist. Dr. Octagon cat. Yeah. Uh-huh. One thing you might be interested to know, mermaids are like the mothman of the ocean. Oh, so do people, do, uh, do sailors claim to have seen mermaids? They think mermaids are harbingers of doom. Much like the Mothman, this guy is the wet one. Is that like the sirens? Yeah. They sit on the rock and you're like, what's that beautiful sound? Now my ship's ruined. Right. Or you'll be like, oh, look at those mermaids. They're like waving at us. And then we're like, oh, no, that means that our ship's going to wreck or we're going to have a horrible storm and we're going to fall off the boat. Yeah. So like, that's what, it's, that's what it's about. Like, obviously they're on a boat. So like, it's going to be a boat disaster probably. So that means that mermaids did not really come about as an idea that humans had until we went out to sea. You would be wrong. They came from a long time ago. They first showed up in Greek mythology, and you were talking about the sirens. So that's them. The sirens were ladies with fishtails. But you'll be interested to know. This is another thing I thought was very interesting about mermaids. They popped up in Greek mythology, right? They had the fishtails and they were ladies. But originally, when they first were popping up in mythology, they were half lady, half bird. Oh. But then as Christianity started taking a foothold, 
they kind of shifted them to being half fish instead of half bird. So it would be like a, a lady's top half coming out of the base of what? Like an ostrich? I don't know. Be a bird lady. But I think that they probably switched them so there would not be any confusion with like half lady, half bird being an angel. Oh, okay. I see. So it would... See, I was thinking basically like just the torso of a lady and then the bottom of it was just like a blue jay. Or maybe it was like... A very sexy, like, Kim Kardashian bottom half, and then it has, like, a bird neck coming up where the spinal cord is, and then just, like, a, like a bird's head, like a goose. Oh, that would be Sailor's Ruin, for sure. <laughs> that is something As where... bird at night, the Sailor's Delight. <laughs> <laughs> So sailors always hated seeing mermaids, though. They, I mean, well, they said that they are, they were usually, like, bad news. Like, oh, don't go looking for mermaids because that's not what you want, right? But sometimes they were nice. And sometimes they could give you boons. Sometimes they would fall in love with people and give them kisses and stuff. Okay. All right. So it's so it's possible. You have to. It's a dice. It's a dice roll. Like it's up to the mermaid what kind of mood she's in. I guess. Like either she is going to harbinger your doom, or she is going to give you a kiss and make you be able to breathe underwater. Oh wow! That is like. <laughs> wasn't that the plot of the Little Mermaid where they sat under the sea? I, I yeah, I think so. I don't. Know. Can't say you I've go seen down it there very, very many times. I haven't seen it for like seven hundred years. I think I saw it when it came out, and that was enough for me. Unless it's Hellraiser, I'm just watching it once. What if you were at sea and you were a lonely boy, drinking your grog and looking out over the bow stern, and you sighted a something for your sore eyes, which was a mermaid, and as you sailed closer, it turned out to be a pin maid. The bottom half was a beautiful plump tuna fish and the top half was topless pinhead <laughs> i'm here to harbinger doom <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they were like, they started off like in Greek mythology, and that is also where they got the idea that they would sing a pretty song, and the guys would be like, oh, that's my jam, I can't stand it, and then they would go and hang out with the mermaids and die. Do you, uh, is there any information on what song it was? Uh, song, some song of the sirens. Uh, it probably sounds a lot like the songs that I sing when I'm going around the house, because that's how I've kept you trapped for the song. Is my songs. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of what it would be like to just be riding the rough seas and you just hear that melodious sound. <laughs> Mr. Baby, pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leads them to their doom every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, the funny thing is, is that I do sing that song like probably three or four times a day. Gotta keep you here somehow. I was thinking what kind of, like, what is the ultimate song to draw sailors? And honestly, the first thing that popped into my head was Axel F, now known as the Crazy Frog song. Yeah. Crazy Frog ruined it. It was like a little bit, it was like a little cooler before the frog got involved. The frog like made it, made everyone's song get worse. 
Well, I think that's why we don't see mermaids anymore. Crazy frogs scared them off. Because you might be creaking your main mast through the waves of the <laughs> oh, yeah. sea. Yeah, my main mast is and always creaking through the sea. Creaking. <laughs> the sails are flapping. And just off in the distance, you hear, Mr. Baby, pretty crazy. And you're like, what is that beautiful? And then it goes, brum, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs> that's just crazy frog don't worry about it <laughs> they have like theories about where people got this dumb idea that there were fish ladies out there right and they thought that it might have might be a manatee or a dugong which i just learned recently isn't just a pokemon it's a real animal yeah it's some kind of seal right uh-huh. and seals they thought it might have been a seal or something like that and then people saw it and they're like is that a lady see when i saw a seal i was like i looked like a dog to me but i'm smarter than people back then i was like oh yeah. no the dog is drowning gray dog out there several, drowning like several a bitch. <laughs> several hundred feet at sea like a bitch <laughs> yeah he got all the way fucking out of there like a dum-dum now he's drowning like a bitch Today, I saw a video of somebody squishing a beluga's head all around. Its head is really super floppy. It's like a deflated balloon. Mm -hmm. The guy would just push in dents in the whale head, and it just didn't seem to bother it at all. Don't dolphins have that fatty ball on their head? What was it called? The melon. The melon. Uh Yeah, that beluga. The beluga's melon seemed like it didn't have very much structural integrity, though. It's like a boob on the front of their head. Head boob. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Do you think that's where the mermaid myth came from? Because they're like, I don't know, there was just a big boob, and then that kind of became a game of telephone. And then people would be at sea and say, I think I saw the boob. And then somebody's like, "Uh, yeah, I see. Half boob, half lady. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There were people who were partially fish going back to, like, Mesopotamia and Syria a thousand years B.C. So that sounds like a little bit, like, around the same time as the Greeks, but also maybe, like, a little bit before that. But their fish people were different. Were they? What were they like? They had one fish lady, but she was she was shown as being a fish with a human head and just one arm. That's not quite as symmetrical. Right. It's more like I'm a fish with all the, I, all I need to be functional as a person is to have my human face and my fish, my head, my head full of people brain. And I just need one hand. That's all I need to freak you out. So where <laughs> was the hand coming out of the back like a dorsal fin? I couldn't find any pictures of that one. There was a guy who was from around the same area and he was like a regular guy with a regular guy's body but he had like a head and then his head had a double head so on top of his people head he had a fish head with the fish parts hanging behind him so we're really just working through all the different They're they're just working at the logistics like how can we make this fish person work we need to make this work, guys. Like, they really, they're really, like, throwing it at all the different ideas against the wall and seeing which one stuck. It really seems to be something that's common across several societies is to have the obsession for a half-human, half-fish, or a part-human, part-fish. The fact that they created different man-fish combos 
and ladyfish combos. Ladyfish combos, more popular than combos. Yeah, I just think the fact that everybody was trying to depict this happening means that there is something that draws people to this. The idea, I think, that a person with human cognition could conquer the sea, which is just like the air was so long ago, just unfathomable and unnavigable, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. You only really, I mean, you could do the little star stuff, but you only barely knew where you were. Right. I think that Mario is like the encapsulation of this because you start out in outside world and that was like Mesopotamia. Uh-huh. And then you go to ice world. Well, that was the ice age. And then as you go through the Mario games, Mario gets frog suit. Uh-huh. Mario gains the gift of flight, and then Mario becomes a shoe, paralleling our development of footwear. Right, uh uh-huh. Being an aquatic person is so endemic to the way that the human mind works. You gotta be able to swim well enough that you can get away from mermaids, though. I I don't think you could, though. I don't think Maybe if you're Michael Phelps. And you know what? If he was out at sea and he was not doing his big Olympic training regimen, there's no way. Right. I mean, he w- if he was in top shape and the mermaid was like, want to come in the 100 meter pool? He would be like, okay, like that would work. But I think Michael Phelps in the open ocean. What if it's like a really out of shape mermaid? But you know, a mermaid would have to be able to catch fish to eat. So she would have to be able to swim that fast. Is that what they eat as fish? I would guess so. They get a fish and they just rip it apart with their teeth. <laughs> Trials of life. We'll see. This makes it seem less tenable. Certainly there are people who survive on fish. There's all kinds of people who survive on fish. Not seaweed. having... Seaweed would be awful salty. There's well, protein you're, you're in it. You're a mermaid but... lady. You live under the water until the salt doesn't bother you. It's just like That's just like how things are. Everything I'm, is salty. I'm just saying if it's human, then it's human. Like, there's no way if the mermaid fucks up and eats scales and fish bones, it's not going to work. But it's she's a fish lady. She was born to be in the ocean eating the bounty of the ocean, man. <laughs> like, she could sort it out. And, like, she has people fingers. And so, like, she could pick. Just get the meat, man, with your fingers. Pick it. I'm committed to the to the horror of, like, the mermaid chewing through a fish with her. <laughs> like a corn on the cob. Yeah. Just like fish guts going down her beautiful face and landing on her great boobs. <laughs> Just unfluoridated teeth. Uh-huh. And then she belches and like a bunch of fish guts come out of her mouth. But she's beautiful. Mr. Baby. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Greek people are about them. Syrians and Mesopotamians. Mermaids, right? Pliny the Elder talked about seeing mermaids all the goddamn time. And that was when he was alive, which was a long time ago. In the collection of stories that makes up 1001 Nights, there's like a couple mermaid stories in that. Like all, basically everywhere except for North America and South America have stories about mermaids. You know why that is? North America and South America had advanced civilizations that were, by Western standards, prehistory. <laughs> they had advanced civilizations. They were not fucking around with that shit. The Greeks are like, we invented democracy. I mean, there was no worldwide communication network that we know about, so they didn't directly challenge the idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Greeks were just like primitive, and one of them's like, A squared, B squared? That sounds like C squared to me, bro. 
And then everybody picks up Pythagoras and carries him around. What did they have in in Greece? The Forum? Yeah. Yeah, dunk him in Archimedes' bath and the water overflows. And he's like, I've got an idea. (laughs) Like these fuckers just... Yeah, they, they they think their T equals H C squared, <laughs> and they're just not shit compared to what was really going on. You know, we like to talk about the Little Mermaid, but the aliens are what's under the sea. <laughs> they really are under there. The aliens we, are. We also never talk about the Little Mermaid. I don't think I've ever talked about no, the Little Mermaid before. Uh-uh. It's just my only cultural reference. The Little Mermaid and... Uh, what if aliens are mermaids? What if all those ancient sailors saw aliens swimming around? Rejecting the literal idea of a half person, half fish is sound. I think it's entirely plausible that they saw some greys or some shit. And somebody's like, dude, what was that? And he's like, I don't know. It was like, it was kind of like a person, but it was like swimming around. I think it had titties. and then they're like oh that sounds like a mermaid and you'd be like i guess (laughs) but it was an alien it was alien underwater he was such a great swimmer you assumed he was a fish but then you saw he had people arms and you were like i guess it was half people half fish but no it was all alien baby (laughs) so it is the sea loud when you go out into the sea can, I know you could shout onto another ship, but how far away could you shout? A, Underwater? A, on the deck of a ship to another ship. Not very far, I don't think. Not right, not very far. Because you'll see sometimes when you go up by when you go up to Lake Erie up here, you'll see shit happening out in the water and you straight up can't hear it. And it's like pretty close. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you can't you can't hear it, at least not above background noise, right? Mm-hmm. I think. You're on to something because how would sailors have heard over the creaking of the tall sail Mm -hmm. and the bow of the port board? How would they hear? (laughs) How would they hear this high register, lovely singing? They wouldn't. It was telepathic. Yeah, they were telepathically singing to them, directly transmitting it into their brains. And that's. You know, whether it was coming via a directed auditory signal or whether it was transmitted electromagnetically in a way that we perceive as sound, there's no way of saying. But you've been to the museum where they have a dome and you're walking around, the museum's quiet and you stand under the dome and the way that the sound reflects, you can suddenly hear it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a way to, to have a small area where you can listen to stuff without trading headphones, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's technology that we have. It'd be very easy for an alien civilization just casually living under the ocean to do a little science museum dome on us. Yeah, I think I have a million dollar idea. Garbage Brain University. Million dollar idea. You're talking about museums. You're talking about domes. What do you love to do? Look at stuff. That's right. What also do you love to do? Smoke weed. What if we opened Weed Museum? It's just cool stuff. Oh, there's the hook. We would have displays of all kinds of cool stuff, and then you can come and smoke weed there. Yeah. And get totally fucking flavor blasted. And yeah. then walk around the museum and look at all the cool stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a mental vacation to me, baby. 
I think many people do already do that. Well, this is official. You can actually smoke your, your weed in the museum. Like, you could be walking around with your with your vape, your vape pen, and just, like, chuck clouds in the museum. And so you stay high, baby. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you would. Like, oh, I'm, like, not quite high enough to, like, toot it. You'll be fine. I think not since I've been to ComFest, and this would have been uh, quite some time ago, 15 years ago or so. I don't think since then have I been in an environment where... I was real flavor blasted and all or most of the people around me were too. I haven't been in an environment like that. I don't know if I would like that these days. But you just crank that entry fee up and there's not going to be that many people there anyway. Right, right. $50. Right. They'll have all kinds of stuff. Maybe you'll have like puppies. Maybe you'll have a room that's just cool rocks. Maybe you'll have a room that is old paintings you were like the weed museum and i was like okay like yeah you'd have some op art i'm like yeah i'm into that and maybe you'd have uh some of that stuff where they put a bunch of wood on the floor and it looks like the wood is waves like yeah that would be cool and you started off and you just said i don't know puppies that would just be it cool but rocks like all the coolest rocks yes fossils cool rocks and there should be a room where there's a pedestal in the room and there's something mounted above it, just like a microscope. And you should be able to take anything you have and look at it like a microscope. Yeah. But it'd be blown up real big so everybody could be there and everybody could take turns putting their stuff and you could see what it looked like. We used to do that in our basement all the time. We yeah. had the microscopes that went on the TV, and then we would just, like, get fucking wrecked, and we'd just look at stuff under the microscope. Like, hey, man, look at that. That was the trial version of Weed Museum. <laughs> yeah, right. We also had a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was, there was a room where it was just, like, synthesizers, like, all of them, and you could just try them all out and make all the different noises on them. Oh, wee -wah, wee -wah, my God. Wee-wah, wee-wah, boop, 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 like that. Oh, that's what they sound like, too. <laughs> I know. I married a synthesizer. <laughs> I mean, I think once you visit the museum and you really get to, you really get to see what it's like. Yeah. I think, uh -huh. I think it might open your eyes. Right. Uh -huh. Just anything, it be adventure. I, that's what I missed the most about the pandemic. I've, I, I think I've mentioned this a few times. Everyone's like, "What are you gonna do after the pandemic?" Oh, I'm going to go out to the bars and hug everybody. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to be real low touch for like probably the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've, I've, I, I'm off touching you guys forever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Short list of people I'm going to hug. But I do want to go to the museum, man. That's what I missed the most is going to the museum. Yeah. I've seen no antiquities. That's the first good foray out because there's never that many people at an art museum no like unless somebody's having a concert or some or they're showing a movie there nobody's going to be at the fucking art museum uh -huh. you just go and walk around the art museum uh-huh that's what i'm gonna do man i'm gonna look at all that stupid art look at that, that stupid horse that looks like it's made out of wood but it's made of metal i want to go back to the cleveland natural history museum i'm gonna go to the cleveland regular art museum Everyone needs to go to the museum, and we're going to have Weed Museum. Ticket price $65, but you, it's worth it. Don't worry. You know, you touch the synthesizers. Forget about it. <laughs> if it's going to be $65, you'd make it $69. And then, <laughs> then they would have to. And, yeah, people would love going then. 
People like that little thing. Uh-huh. In British folklore, they are like mermaids are bad news. Like you see one, it's going to be a disaster. There were several ballads from Middle Ages in Britain where they were talking about mermaids dooming your boat. They said that mermaids are able to swim up the river and make their way into lakes somehow. I don't fucking know how that works. Freshwater mermaids. Uh-huh. Now that's new. There was a story about some lord who thought that there was a woman drowning in the lake near his house. But then one of his servants was like, no, man, don't fuck with that lady screaming in the lake. <laughs> and it turned out it was a mermaid. And the mermaid's like, fuck you guys. I was going to kill them. And you fucked it up. Oh, oh, yeah. Like they'll call and then you go out there and then she takes you down and drowns you. Uh-huh. You fucked up my game. I was going to fucking drown your lord, dog. You fucked it up. That's what she was like. She was sassy. Oh, you would have to be. There's no... If you're out there and you're a mermaid, you can't be a milk toast mermaid. No, uh uh-uh. Oh my God, uh, this mystical creature. What do you, what message do you have for me? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Not much. (laughs) Drown, you dumb shit. That's the only message they got. That would be. Let's see how fucking good you swim, pig. Yeah. I feel like you've practiced being, Uh if you were a mermaid, you would know just what to say. You thought you were going to get these titties. You just got drowned, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good deal if you can get it. Just bait him in. Let him down. I mean, nothing is real now. So it would be entirely, it's 100% plausible for you to either take a Zoom class on how to be a better mermaid (laughs) or for you to teach a Zoom class on how to be a better mermaid. <laughs> like these are both possibilities of things that could happen in 2020. Sure. I get to correct you on the year for the first time because this episode is going to air in 2021. The year of mermaid school. By the time you hear this, society will have progressed. It will be the same, roughly. We're merely one or two common jokes away from where you are right now. There's like one or two tweets that are going to go viral in between our recordings and when you hear this. So we're just very barely in the past. Uh, right now, we haven't even heard a plate guy yet. The guy You saw the tweet by now. The guy with his plates and his wife's like, what are the plates? Uh, so <laughs> he, has right. a ra- he has a rationale that he lays out, but many believe it's a flawed rationale. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I've had some flawed rationales before. Yeah. What are you going to do? You gotta learn from your mistakes and make new rationales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In addition to mermaids, got mermen, which are mermaids that are guys. I have two mental images of mermen. One of them is Poseidon, uh-huh. which is this insanely jacked god of the sea with uh, with the trident. Uh-huh. Is he a merman? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's like the hunky Christmas ornament. Of, like, the mermaid that's delivering your UPS package. That was literally what I thought about when I thought about a merman. Is all those merman ornaments. Foxy cowboy merman. Yeah. So those must have been styled off of... The real real merman. The mythical merman, yeah. But now in our minds, when we think merman, we think of the derivative product. Those are like Chippendales. (laughs) Well, Yeah. 
like a stripper version of a guidance counselor merman. <laughs> the merman, did they do the same thing? Did they did they lure sailors to their doom or was it a totally different uh, They were different... not is they did not they say that mermen were not as interested in fucking with people. Also, a lot of the times mermen are not cute. They're supposedly nasty. Oh, so they're kind of ogreish. Yeah. Huh? They're like okay. not as not hot. So like they're not really luring anybody to Sea Shrek. Yeah. You mentioned Poseidon. He was like the main guy. Um there's also Triton, who was the actually Poseidon is not a merguy. Triton is a merguy. Triton oh. is the son of Poseidon. Okay. He's the merguy. So it was Poseidon a man? Yes. But Poseidon could breathe underwater. He just wasn't partially fish. He had he had sexy legs. If you're a man and you have a son that's half fish, there's a full fish somewhere. Well, his mother was the sea goddess Amphitrite. And she also, she was the sea goddess. She could obviously breathe underwater, but she also had legs. They got those fish genetics in there somewhere. They're doing some kind of funky genetic apparatus. And what did Triton do? Triton was the fish guy. He was like, um, he lived underwater and he was a merguy. And he, was he a god? He was a demigod at least, probably. Yeah. But then like his whole bag kind of got water down into being like generic merman there was also another merman in greek mythology called glaucus and he started out being a person and he saw a fish that he had caught that flopped out of the boat into the grass and then flopped into the ocean he was like oh i bet you that that grass the fish just walk over is probably magic and so he ate the grass yeah and he's like, oh, I need to live in the ocean now. And then he went to the ocean and turned into a merguy from eating the fish grass. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sea devil, which was like an upper body of a man in the bottom of a fish. But he also had like a goat's head with horns. So he kind of looked like mermaid baphomet okay okay um, that's a good combo uh-huh. though there was a wild merguy that they caught in a fishnet in the 1200s but he they said he probably had legs but they caught him in a fishnet and he would eat raw fish and he ran away and went back into the ocean <laughs> so he was what <laughs> No, you know how Shank goes in the 1200s, how detailed their stories go. <laughs> was that was that the Dark Ages? Yeah, close to yeah. What? It, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no telling. Maybe he was. Yeah, they caught him in the fish net, and he was like, eating up the fish, and he was naked, and then he ran away and went back in the ocean. All right, live your best. So life. he was like a man, man. <laughs> man half man but he, he was still into the ocean <laughs> it's better than the manmer which is half fish on top and man on the bottom oh god yeah that's the worst of that's the worst of both worlds for sure just all of the all the worst the is being the... underwater, none of like the fish anatomy that lets you swim easily. Well, the worst is the murmur where you're 100% fish, but you have the awareness of a human being trapped in the fish's body. And so you have like lots of like ennui. Yeah, you would. 
It would be a lot harder to feel fulfilled. Imagine if you were a man trapped in a grouper's body and you didn't even have any man parts to compensate. Oh, buddy. What if you were just a grouper with a dangling human penis? <laughs> but you had fish awareness. Fish awareness? Uh-huh. So you were just a fish. Well, you wouldn't notice then. <laughs> I don't think... What if you were what if you were a man man with the awareness of a fish? That explains why he just ran away back into the mm-hmm. ocean. It does. Cuz he should have lived on land. That was really optimized. <laughs> His body was optimized for land loving. <laughs> he went straight back into the ocean like brother that's not So, one of the things that with the mermaids, right? Was that they weren't real. But Circus got their hands on one, and they called it the Fiji Mermaid, because that's where they got it from. The island of Fiji. Uh-huh. And so what the hell was that? I've heard of Fiji Mermaid. The, fir- the, the Fiji Mermaid was a dried-out corpse of a mermaid that a sea captain named Samuel Barrett Eddies bought when he was sailing through Japan. And someone in Japan sold him the mermaid for $6,000, which in 1822 was a fucking lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been. He bought the mermaid with money from the ship's expense account. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it was basically obvious that the Japanese fishermen were just trying to fuck with him. So he got this mermaid, the Fiji mermaid. It was fucking ugly as shit. I'm going to show you a picture of it. Now, when you typed in Fiji mermaid, one thing that came up was Fiji mermaid DIY. Uh-huh. So you could make your own, I guess. This is this is like what the original one looked like. A shrunken head version of a human torso and then a, a fish mm-hmm. coming straight out of it. Yeah. So what it was was the mummified top half of some kind of primate that they sewed to the dried out bottom half of a fish. It was only like three feet long. It okay. wasn't even that long. It was like a little guy. And it was obviously hobbled together by two two different animals, right? And so he bought the mermaid and they displayed it in London for a while. Um, they moved it to Boston to keep it in a museum in Boston for a while. Uh, and then he brought it to New York City and he showed it to P.T. Barnum. And he showed it to a biologist guy. And he's like, yo, check out this mermaid. Tell me if it's real. And the guy's like, I'm not going to tell you that shit's real. And he's like, well, it's fine with me. Continue on with our mermaid show. So he did not buy the mermaid he leased it for $12.50 a week from the guy who owned it. And so he, what he would do is he would have like his little sideshow set up and then he would have his PR guy send letters to all of the newspapers in New York. Okay. And tell them, be like, oh, I heard that this so-and-so found a mermaid in South, South Pacific and blah, blah, isn't it a sight to behold? And then all the newspaper people will be like, oh, we better check it out. So this guy's coming to town, right? Yeah. The classic move, right? And then he would drum up publicity and get people to come and check it out. But it wasn't real, right? I don't think so, no. no. I, I mean, just I, I, I said it. it was half monkey and half fish. It's not real. 
<laughs> Where? What happened to it? Is it still around somewhere? It probably is rotten, but there's all kind. Like yeah, when we looked it up, there's all kind. People make them all the time now. So you could own a replica Fiji mermaid sure. for less than six thousand dollars. Let's see if we can. How much we can buy one for? We click away from Bing Images to Bing Shopping. Fifty bucks. There's a there's a little shitty one. You get a hundred dollar one on Etsy. Oh yeah, Etsy. Yeah, people make all kinds of stuff on there. You could also get a blanket that allows you to become the Fiji mermaid if you were to dry <laughs> and become shriveled. Oh, I already am, baby. Don't worry about it. The most common cause of sightings of mermaids was probably manatees. And Christopher Columbus even wrote down in his log that he saw a bunch of really extremely fat and ugly mermaids when he came to America. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> he was a dumb shit, wasn't he? <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> steps off Dumbass. the boat in Dominica. <laughs> now the Dominican Republic. And he's like, looks like India to me. <laughs> right. Look at all those fat bitch mermaids. Those fucking <laughs> ugly fucking mermaids. Those bloated, gross American mermaids. Look how ugly they are. There is the variation of mermaids where they have snake tails. Is it person, fish, snake, or just person, snake? Person, snake. Let's see. If, let's see what their name. Their name is echidna. Yeah, not the animal, but the. That echidna looks like the lady on the Starbucks. Oh, oh, it does. Look at that. That's a pretty sweet lady, though. Um, echidna is a is Greek mythology. Half lady, half snake lived in a cave. Her boyfriend was a fearsome monster named Typhon, and she was also the mother of most of the bad guys in Greek mythology. I'm here for Snake Lady. They're gonna think that, I mean, assuming that our data doesn't survive, which is, un, it's unlikely that our data is gonna survive. It, I, there's already data that's gone. There's lots of data that's already gone. There's all kinds of stuff that I remember that I could not get anywhere anymore. It's gone. And, you know, it's very possible that people in the future will know what we were doing. There may be something that happens or humanity will move forward or we'll have an information archive or we'll figure out how to store this stuff more securely. So it's not a given that that the current time will be lost to entropy. But it's incredibly likely that in 10,000 years, people will find Starbucks cups and Starbucks merch and just naturally assume it was incredibly important to us. Right. But you know what? If you're going there every day, it kind of is. Think about it with the Starbucks, right? If you were like a, a holy roller, like you were extremely devout, like fundamentalist Christian, how often do you go to church a week? Twice? Wednesday and Sunday, maybe? Yeah. Maybe you have like another day like where you do like... Youth group. Generously speaking, you might go to church three times a week. Mm -hmm. The people who I've known in my life who are like extremely devout religious people maybe went twice a week. If you don't want your society to be remembered as having a religion based on Starbucks, then don't go to Starbucks like three times more often than a fundamentalist would go to church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Uh... 
I'm not anti-Starbucks. People can go and get coffee and stuff. It's just funny to know that that is so prevalent. It will be spread everywhere through all populated areas. It's being packed anaerobically into landfills. So all this stuff is going to be preserved. All of our labeling, uh-huh. all of our iconography is going to be preserved. It's just the context for it that we store digitally. That's all going to be likely completely lost. Yeah. So we'll have all of the trash and none of the treasure. All of our descendants and all of these generations far off that follow will attempt to reconstruct what we were essentially by digging in our trash cans. And it'll be just as accurate as if somebody came through and dug through my trash can on the curb and attempted to divine my personality through the things I threw away. Mm-hmm. The whole consumer culture and and all that shit is completely baloney. And the idea that we put so much on a on a medium where if someone just had an especially impressive magnet, you would lose everything you've ever worked on in your entire life. It's great. It's a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want your shit to disappear. Simply buy another computer and duplicate it. I'm sure that if you have or have an electromagnetic storm flash thing and blows out your computers, your hard drives are gonna be safe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, there's there's something to be said for embracing the impermanence of life, but it it is great to know that everything I've been working on for 20 years can just be gone very easily. It's great. Right now, there are probably four, probably about between four and 5,000 toothpaste for dinner books with the covers ripped off. Yeah. That are buried in a landfill somewhere. Uh As a matter of fact, they were returned to the publisher as unsold. Uh, it's the fate of many an internet book. When the when this publishing industry was like, you know, it'd be a great way to make money. Take all the stuff that's on the internet for free, print it on a book, and make people come to the store and pay money for it. We can't lose. Well, we had that little in-between period where not everybody was online, so they were really like running an arbitrage on on my drawings. Yeah, like we need to show these to the people who don't get computer jokes. They're gonna love it. So mermaids are immortal. They are able to see into the future. They have telepathy and they can hypnotize you. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. So these are also abilities that aliens have. They are, uh-huh. Think about it. Aliens communicate telepathically. hmm yes. Aliens, uh, I mean, I, I don't know that aliens can see into the future. I don't know that that's ever been determined, although aliens can likely manipulate space and time, which is good enough. Sure. So I think all of the, and you said they have telekinesis. Is that uh-huh. what you said? Uh-huh. So, you know, mermaids have all these abilities that are on one hand mythical, but on the other hand, aliens are known to have these abilities or aliens are reputed to have these abilities. And what is the reason, you know, the idea of mermaid, the idea of a person who's partially fish, who is at one with the ocean, that seems to be endemic to very many cultures. Uh-huh. And so is the idea of telepathy, mind reading and mind speaking, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of telekinesis, being able to move objects using some ability inside of your body. Mm-hmm. So why do all these cultures have these same ideas? Maybe this alien influence of this shit that's coming out of the ocean, flying around and going back in the ocean, 
the black triangles, you know, I think this is all related, Natalie. You know, some of this stuff might come about as being just something that people thought of, right? Uh -huh. But it seems obvious also to us. One of the things that you always say is that humans have been nerfed. In other words, our natural or innate abilities have been removed or have been disabled. Mm -hmm. Or we've been psyoped by society to the point where it has like made a callous over all our abilities. Yeah. So the idea that it seems so obvious to so many people that you should be able to communicate with your mind because your own internal perception of your consciousness is like your little guy inside the control room pulling the levers, right? Mm -hmm. That is really truly you and you're only like piping it out through this awkward funnel trying to talk and communicate ideas. And anybody who's ever tried to communicate verbally to another person knows that it doesn't always go perfectly. Mm -hmm. So of course everybody wants to be able to perfectly and clearly communicate these ideas. Why does this occur to so many people? that this would be something that we should do? Why does it seem so natural that we should take our internal language of how we perceive our own thoughts, which of course in the, in the world of words is entirely abstract? Mm -hmm. Why can't we communicate in that form with other people? Well, it may be that we once had that ability. Right, and the other thing is that people always assume that like written language is like, some kind of great development it's limiting it limits what you're actually able to communicate and so if you if people were able to like have a shared consciousness or have a shared like ability to communicate with each other telepathically then you would probably be able to communicate ideas that are too complex to do with the vocabularies that we have now sure you would not have to verbalize how you feel about something, you could just make that person feel it. Yeah, sure. Think about it. I think if I think if mermaids are real at all, they gotta be aliens, Natalie. They have all alien abilities. They live where the alien bases are. Right. And then there's the curious case of Man Man. Right. <laughs> I don't think Man Man was an alien. I think he was half man, other half man. <laughs> Ran into the ocean with the fish in his hand. <laughs> Are we all a little bit man-man? <laughs> <laughs> you know where you're going to see zero mermaids, Natalie? Where? Harlem Township, Ohio. Oh, they, they sponsored us specifically to keep the mermaids away. That's part of our package deal. No mermaids, all land except for the dam, which is artificial water, which is a form of land. We're also sponsored by Hazel Technologies. They make packets full of a chemical that absorbs the rotten from your fruit. So there's no rot. You put it in the box, you send it to Alaska, and they just get a fresh apple. They don't have to know about how it took two weeks. Sniff it, then ship it with Hazel <laughs> Technologies. If you're not subscribed already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity, that's going to give you access to all of our past paid episodes for subscribers only. It's going to give you access to our Discord where you can log in and suggest a topic. Today's topic was suggested... By me. I made it up. Well, Natalie is a member of our Discord. <laughs> but you can suggest topics to us. You'll get the good feeling of supporting work that 
you've listened to this far, so you have to like it a little bit. Right. I've also been reading people's tarot cards in there. If you're feeling a little woo-woo from the pandemic, come check that out. <laughs> I'm always woo-woo from the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I love you. Bye-bye. Mr. Baby, pretty crazy. Mr. Baby, pretty crazy.